Good morning. My name is Carrie Schuliger, and I am grateful to be joining you in worshiping God this morning. I have been invited to conclude your series in Philippians. Today, I will add to the good words that Phil, Lloyd, and Rob have brought on the values of St. Peter's Fireside Church. They spoke on prayer, interdependence, and integrated faith. I will speak about the communal value of the joy that we have in our salvation. And I'll frame it by the final words that were just read in Paul's letter to Philippi. Our shared joy is that through our salvation in Christ, we belong to Jesus and his joy-filled community. And like Paul, the church in Philippi, and the rest of the people throughout the ages, the joy of our salvation fuels us for the journey home. As I reread the whole book of Philippians to prepare for this sermon, I was struck by the joyful connection that Paul felt for the people in this new church in Philippi. Even though he's writing from a Roman prison cell and likely may never see them again. In joy, he exhorts them to stay faithful, to stand firm. In joy, he encourages them to love each other well and do what they can to repair the relational ruptures. In joy, he points them to some tips and tricks of the faith, how to handle anxiety, how to pray, the secret of contentment. With joy, he shares some hard-won encouragements from an apostle whose strength, contentment, and peace are sourced in God alone. There is much to glean here about the value of the joy of our salvation. Most people want more joy in their lives. As a spiritual director, I hear many people desiring more joy. Joy seems to be in short supply and so many, because so many of our experiences rob us of the little bits that come our way. This is the way we typically understand joy, momentary or deeply satisfying or exuberant experiences that are good or even very good, but are rare and fleeting. These moments are important and God-given and I believe are like the breadcrumbs on our way home to Jesus. And I don't want to diminish them even one iota. Savor each and every moment. But today I will speak of the kind of joy that is more foundational. A joy of assurance. A grounded joy. A joy of the surety of our salvation in Jesus. It is a joy that is grounded in the truth of the creed that we just recited together. Your website proclaims that the joy of our salvation, also known as the gospel, isn't just news. It's really good news. It is the antidote to the bad news that we believe and live, that we are alone. The story I often tell myself is that it all depends on me. I'm alone. Even if we've walked with Jesus for a while, our lived theology can revert to this shaky ground. Paul reminds his readers to stand firm on the really good news, the really good ground, that we are saved from isolation into the joy of belonging to each other and belonging to Jesus. This is what Paul is rejoicing about. We are saved from isolation 
into the joy of partnering in the gospel of Christ. We are not alone. Rejoice. Paul is joyful about the companionship he enjoys with the believers in Philippi. He is not alone, alone in prison. He writes, it was good of you to share in my troubles, especially when we are in crisis, we need to belong to each other. We are saved into this joy-filled community of the triune God, and there is joy in entering into the flow of the life of God, with God, yes, but also with those who have entered into the flow of God's life. We are not alone, and God sends us to each other to remind us of that, especially when we are in trouble. I have joy about our partnership in the gospel. Even in my occasional interactions with you, teaching a summer class, preaching, and I also had the privilege to join the leadership on retreat this past winter to offer spiritual direction. And I want you to know that you are in good hands in this time of transition. I feel joy knowing that you are here as a faithful presence in the heart of Vancouver. And here's how I know I have that joy. Because if I imagine that you are not here faithfully serving God, my joy is somehow diminished. Your ongoing faithful service, loving God and each other as best you can, even in the midst of hardship, buoys me up. And I have known you in struggle. I have witnessed your faithful perseverance through painful situations, and I am encouraged by our belonging to Christ together. Like the Philippians who witnessed Paul's hardship, I have witnessed your recent hardship, and that you have continued to flow in the river of God's life brings me joy and hope. So what are the conditions of this joy of partnership that we share. I think the joy of our partnership is captured well in the first verses of Philippians chapter 2. Paul writes that our joyful connection is rooted in the encouragement that we have from belonging to Christ, from being comforted by his love, from the fellowship we enjoy together in the spirit and the compassion and tenderness that we experience in community. All of this and the love that we have for one another are the conditions for the joy we experience. We are saved into a community of love rooted in God, marked by compassion and tenderness. And when the community wholeheartedly cultivates a fellowship like this, we are saved. We are saved from insecurity and isolation into a grounded experiential joy. Paul exhorts the Philippians to put their salvation into practice by doing precisely the things that your community has identified as values. Integrated faith, prayer, and interdependence under the authority of God's good kingdom life. There will be struggle and suffering and hardship, but with the spirit of Christ, there will also be stabilizing joy when we belong to each other in our salvation in Christ. Let us rejoice. And as much as we need to celebrate and experience joy in the community, our deeply stabilizing joy is rooted in Jesus' rescue. We sang about that earlier. 
The Apostles' Creed that we just declared articulates the unshakable foundation of our joy. Jesus lived, died, and was resurrected for the joy of our eternal life in him. Jesus rescues us from isolation into his very life. Jesus' death and resurrection secures our rescue, our salvation. Author and theologian Frederick Buechner writes that salvation is an experience first and a doctrine second. This wild rescue is the experience of salvation. And our joy is that Jesus rescued us to himself. We belong to Jesus. Rejoice. I'll say it again. Rejoice. We belong to Jesus. The author of Hebrews writes, For the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. So as we navigate life, a life in which we will have trouble, we remember that Jesus has been joyfully connected to us before we even knew his name. For the joy of a relationship with you, Jesus endured the cross. And in our world of trouble, where there is so much heartache and wounding and injustice and loneliness, and when our joy wanes, we need to know that he is on the way. He is on the way to bring full salvation. We pray Maranatha, come Lord Jesus, as Phil spoke about a few weeks ago, to remind ourselves of the ultimate joy to come. He is coming soon to rescue us. This is our anticipatory hope of ultimate joy that saves us every day and helps us persevere through all the trouble. The joy of our salvation is that a rescue mission is in play and all of history is moving toward the ultimate joy of finally being home with God and with ourselves and with others. What is this joy of salvation for me? Ultimately, I belong to Jesus. Many of you have moved from somewhere else to live in Vancouver, so you will likely relate to the feeling of not belonging. In 2017, my husband was called to serve a church in, serve a church in North Vancouver, which was 5,000 kilometers away from my friends and most of my family. So in a desperate, secret handshake with God, I said I could do this if I could bring my dog and my piano. And of course, the same power of the Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead coursing through my veins. <laughs> The fear of not belonging is intense. Well, since then, my lovely fluffy dog died, and I recently received a threatening notice about my piano, my piano playing from my not-so-lovely condo neighbors. So I was left with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I was sad and mad, but somehow OK when I wasn't OK. It turns out that the joy of my salvation is deep and stable, even when trouble comes. Belonging to Jesus and belonging to those who also belong to Jesus, it turns out is enough. It is enough to rejoice about. Paul knew it was enough, even in a prison cell. And he belonged to Jesus and was overjoyed to know that there were others in Philippi who knew the same joy. And what I have come to know about myself and the way I am to reflect God in the world is that I am made to point to God's joy. If you are familiar with the Enneagram, I am a seven. 
So the dark side of me is that I struggle with gluttony and avoid pain. But when I am grounded in Jesus, I reflect the joy of God. I can remind us all of the joy of the reality that we are all in the sailboat of God on our way home together. But there will be storms from the outside and conflict in the boat. But the joy of our salvation is that Jesus saved us into the boat and is still with us in the boat. That truth is deeply stable, whatever comes within or without. Even when Paul is in prison, his joy is that he is in the boat. Even when Yodia and Syntyche are in conflict on the deck, their joy is that they're both in the boat. This is the deeply stable joy that is our life in Jesus. I love it when we can enjoy clipping long on a sunny day. But I also know that if we are being battered by wind and waves and are in fear and uncertainty, as the worship chorus goes, the wind and waves still know his name. So let go, my soul, and trust in him. The waves and wind still know his name. That is deeply stabilizing. So as St. Peter's Fireside Church sails into the new day, remembering the authority that is Christ with us, the interdependence that is our life in the body of Christ, the way that we integrate our faith in our everyday lives and are grounded in the joy of the salvation, our salvation, the best path that I know in practicing what I am preaching this morning is gratitude. Pause for gratitude. Be grateful. The Lord is near. Be grateful you are in the boat. Be grateful that you are secure. Be grateful that you are beloved and that you belong. And believe and be grateful that you are an integral, indispensable part of this voyage home. Look around at everyone in the boat and be grateful. No, I mean it. Look around. Look around in the boat. Be grateful. Dare even be joyful. Now, who else can we invite to this journey? This joy is to be shared. Your website says that this really good news always comes to us on the way to somebody else. Let's pray for more people to join us in this journey of joy. Pray with me. Jesus, that we belong to you and each other is joy enough to rejoice all the way home. Help us to welcome others into the boat. And may you grace us, Lord Jesus Christ, with your Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat>